Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the glorious Hot Boy Film Club. This is episode two. We are so glad that you have come back to join us again. I am your host today, CJ, and I am joined by the two best, besties of bestest friends. Craig and Joe, how are you guys today? Yep, good. What's up? Nothing much, nothing much. All right. So today we're going to be reviewing my personal top five favorite film. It's one of my favorite films that is in my top five. So so that was a little confusing. I apologize. V for Vendetta, which is about a terrorist freedom, freedom fighter known only as V, begins a violent guerrilla campaign to destroy those who've succumbed to total terror, total terrorism, totalitarianism, totalitarianism. Yeah, words are words are hard. English is hard. Uh, and recruits a young woman he has re- rescued from the secret police to join him. Top bill cast is the lovely, lovely Natalie Portman and Hugo Weaving. Uh, country of origin, origin is uh, USA. It's a Warner Brothers film. Uh, director is James McTeen. Uh, runtime is about two hours and 12 minutes. And my fun fact for this film, which I knew about this a couple of years ago and just popped in my brain again when I was watching it. Uh, James Purefoy was originally cast as V. And because he felt that V should take off his mask to do scenes, him and director weren't seeing eye to eye creatively and he quit (laughs) six weeks into filming so they brought in hugo and to save time and money some of the shots with the mask on are of james but just with hugo's uh audio i respect that yeah uh yeah i respect the 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 cheapness and hustle (laughs) 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 i respect that a lot uh, I mean, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it, yeah. it's like there's probably hella studios and things that do that to save themselves. So uh, and just from the time, from a time perspective, even if it wasn't just about money from a time perspective, that helps out. Cause six weeks in that is, yeah, that's, 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 that's a good chunk of filming. Right there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. What do you guys think? V for Vendetta. Um, I have to say, every time I watch this film, I walk away from it with a a drive to want to rally the people, right? Which is is pretty much like what this does. It's just one of those things that's supposed to stir people up. I will say what always cracks me up is I remember when this film came out, there were so many people talking about it, but I hadn't watched it. Like, I, I don't think I watched this until... I watched it with you, CJ, in college. Um, yeah. Which, you know, from 2005, jump all the way to 2013. Yeah, I'd gone quite some time without ever having watched this film. Uh, but I know that the Guy Fawkes mask had started circulating like mad around yeah. that time. It was everywhere. Yeah. People were just, everybody had it. It was, it was, you know, Halloween. It was just random. It was, it was, it became a sign for for some people for some reasons. And I. Never really paid attention to it, didn't care. I was like, okay, it's a mask from the movie, not a big deal. After watching the film, and after watching it again for the sake of this week's podcast, uh, I do enjoy it. I, I really do. Um, it's not my top film at all. I do enjoy the overall story of this. But I'd have to say for me, one thing that I always walk away with, like I just made the joke of, is you know wanting to go rally the people, is films like this... I think people need to give so much more credit to because of their, I guess they're almost morale boost, right? Uh, regardless of what you take away from the actual story, regardless of what you take away from, you know, the acting or anything like that, I think films like this do remind people, or at least it's always a reminder for me that like people have power. Uh, and when you stand enough people behind an ideal, it becomes that movement and that movement can drive forward change. And so, you know, it's just kind of just that, 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 uh, catalyst, uh, that people don't realize they can be a part of or can be against. So regardless of the plot of the film, I just always walk away from this thinking to myself, like, you know, if we got enough people together, if we can incite change, things can happen. If we just united as a people, which turns into this whole giant political thing, which we're not going to go into right now for the <laughs> sake of this, but you know what I mean? Like this always inspires me to do stuff like that. And I'm just like, bro, this is wild. Regardless, 
I enjoy this film. Uh, it, it always makes you feel good by the end of it. Um, the story in itself, uh, I enjoy. Um, I will say rewatching it and, and putting it under the needle uh, for the sake of this podcast um, didn't have a lot of issues. There were things that I saw that I was like, okay, well, I see why that happens, and I see why certain lines were delivered the way that they were. Um, I guess the ideology that I love most from this is the idea that a, a an idea cannot be destroyed. Um, and so it's funny that you bring up your fun fact about the actor wanting to take the mask off to show face in some of those scenes. And honestly, I feel like that would have destroyed oh, definitely. this film entirely. This would have ruined this film entirely had they done that. Because uh, V, at, at his very core, is not a person. He's is an idea. He's an entity. Uh, and that has to remain true all the way through. Otherwise, it, it's just a guy, a vigilante with with a mission who is... Who looks like Freddy Krueger. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> who is coursing others uh, to, to break the law and to rise up. Um, but, you know, I, I enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I know that this is one of those films that I feel like a lot of people watch and take away this idea of, like, they need to be part of this underground situation to, like, you know, take over the system or, you know, eat the rich and all that other stuff. I'm like, guys, okay, it's, it doesn't need to be that extreme. The film went to that extreme for the sake of blowing up buildings because it needed to. I think for me, this just always incites that community is a big deal and that we should always remember that. So that that's just one of those things for me. Well said, well said. Joe, let me hear it. So this film is is a point of contention in, in my house. <laughs> uh, my wife loves this movie. Uh, hey! I have never really been a fan. Okay. Um, we we can't agree that the source material is better. It's been years since I've read it, so I'm not yeah, going to even really try to pretend true. to draw too much from that or anything like that. But yeah, I, I've never been super into it, so I did have to make uh, a pretty solid effort watching it for, for this week's episode to like come in as objective as I could and leave some of my preconceived notions at the door. But um, I want to hear some of those notions. Well, we, yeah. we'll get to some of it a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. So I do love the concept of this movie. Um, I love kind of like what Craig was saying and v puts it the best ideas are bulletproof um one idea can change the world it can be the spark to to rally a revolution um i love the idea of equipping a populace laying the groundwork for change uh gearing them up you know like he does he spreads out the guy fox masks and he sets up the train and everything but it is ultimately up to the people to decide uh their fate he leaves the the lever for the train uh, in Natalie Portman's hands um, because he realizes that he can't make that decision for everyone. Uh, if he did, he'd be just as bad as the government he's trying to overthrow. Um, and I, I do really like that. Um, I like visually some of the reoccurring motifs and scenes, you know, how her, her mom gets, Evie's mom gets black bagged versus Stephen Fry's character getting black bagged. That parallel is really solid. Egg in a hole twice is obviously funny. Um, even sort of Evie's rebirth and cleansing in the rain, uh, how that you know, visually parallels V's same experience uh, just in fire. Um, minor character I really like. I enjoy Inspector Finch. Um, yeah. He's, he's pretty cool. I really love that his motivation is just the truth, no matter where it leads. You know, he starts out being like, we got to get this terrorist. And as the pieces fall more and more in place, he's like, I just really need to know what the fuck went down. And, you know, I do think he, maybe by the end, yeah, by the end, he totally is, is on the populace's side, but he, he really is out to know for himself. He is hooked on this mystery and he needs to know. And I really respect that. Um, you also totally have to compliment the casting. Um uh, John Hurt as the like big brother uh, figure, the the not the uh, chancellor, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, super funny because he plays the protagonist in the 1984 adaptation of 1984. So then f- throwing him up as kind of the flip side of that as the big brother figure is just funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Natalie Portman's obviously great. I love her and everything she does. Same deal with Stephen Fry. He's he's hilarious. I especially love him joking about potentially being V is like probably one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um and obviously Hugo Weaving. I, I would have a hard time picturing anyone else embodying the character of V. Yeah. Um which will bring me to one of my complaints. Um uh, one other thing I do really love, uh, Evie, when he's watching The Count of Monte Cristo, Evie asks if it has a happy ending. And V replies, uh, only the kind that celluloid can deliver. And I just, I love that. Because yeah. it, it's true. Yeah. Movies, they encapsulate uh, another world that you don't always get in real life. And I think this movie itself kind of reflects that same concept. But uh, I just really love that quote. Um. But my biggest complaint, and I know this is probably pretty unpopular, uh, I don't like V as a character. Um, and I'm sure some of my complaints are probably why people like him. But he's just, ugh, he's cringy, dude. Um, that whole speech he gives Evie uh, with all the, like, every all word starts with V and yeah. stuff. Oh, well written. Alliteration, yeah. Yeah. Very well written, uh, very well delivered. I'm not going to knock anything like that. But I just can't help but picturing this dude hanging out in his shadow gallery, as he calls it. <laughs> practicing in the mirror, just waiting to bust this out at his first possible chance. I just, it's, uh, that um, is one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. And yeah, that thought has absolutely come to mind. I have to agree with you on that. Um, right? Like, that it's is, just a little edgy for like, 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 no reason, man. Dude, how, like, uh, how hard did you practice this? Like... And like I get it, he's he's well read. He's all into Shakespeare and stuff, so that's kind of his character. But it just the way it comes across, like something about it is just like, ugh, I, I can't stand it. I think it's like it's the level of showmanship. Like it, it's a it's yeah. an over the top level of showmanship. Where it's just like, okay, we get it. You're the hero. Now you don't need to go, you know, curb stomping our face into it. Calm down. Uh, I, I I get that. And that kind of in that regard, too, that's another thing I, I sort of dislike about V um, is that in the film adaptation, at least, he really does get presented more as like a hero figure, a savior figure for the populace. And I, you know, he does do some questionable stuff, but I, I really feel like some of that ambiguity that is in the source material is sort of lost in. Yeah favor of more of a hollywood palatable hero I that. I and i that. i do dislike that and that's i guess not v's fault but um <laughs> <laughs> that's how he was written um and i just i think that's a little upsetting because i i think there's just so much like gritty dark shit that's going on in this world um that level of ambiguity could be i don't know it could be nicer to see um which then also kind of just leads me into he's a total fucking whack job, man. Like, Evie literally asks if he's a crazy person. And this was one of the first notes I wrote down. I, I wrote down, yes, yes, he is a crazy person. Because he's he's absolutely nuts. I, I get he's got one good idea about how the government should be, like, overthrown. Because this government is, like, super whack. And, you know, putting down their people and stuff. And overreaching. But dude's a lunatic you I mean he literally kidnaps natalie portman twice <laughs> and he yeah. totally abuses and manipulates the shit out, of, shit out of her which ends up being a good thing which is just leaves like a weird gross taste in my mouth and i don't know man he just doesn't do it for me uh go ahead craig um no so i i like what you're talking about because it is it is one of those things where i think anyone that looks at v and says to them like oh that that's a superhero that should be regarded as one i'm like no you're you're wrong you have no yeah. idea and like, i think if it kept some more of the ambiguity aspect and yeah. like his more anti-hero-esque vibe i i could see how it could work a little better but it, it is weird to see him just painted up as this like total hero figure see the funny thing is i definitely didn't see it that way sorry yeah uh, cj Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, you, you, you went into write what I was gonna say. I like when I when I first saw this this film. I was in um I was in high school. I actually didn't even see it in uh, two thousand five. Uh, I saw it when I was in high school, and what stuck with me more wasn't that 
V was like a hero. It was more that he, what he was saying, like, it's kind of like that old, like, parents tale, like, do as I say, not as I do. Like, he wasn't saying, like, go out and go murk every person that has done you wrong. That wasn't his goal. But he was saying is that, like, in order for me to spark a change, I got to do some real fucked up shit, which most of the time it is like that. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. But sometimes when you need things to get done, you got to go a little crazier and insane. And um, kind of piggybacking off of what Joe said, as far as like, he's a crazy person. But one of the things that I picked up as, as an adult watching it is that not only is V because of all the shit they were putting in him have super strength, but I feel like he has super intelligence because of all the book, like him being able to read all those books, like the amount of books he has, I don't feel like even in 20 years, you should be able to read that fast. And just his, his, his language and just some of the words that he uses very, very high brow. So I'm wondering, and um, if uh, you guys don't mind, I can kind of go into one of my, my talking points. Do you view V as a human AI? As in, he was somebody that got put under all these different tests and things and didn't remember who he was, just that and the third, went out into the world after the explosion, viewed the world as it was, and figured out a way to fix it. Which is kind of like what like you kind of see in some of the AI movies, just like, oh, hey, Ultron, like, come protect the world. Well, the only way to protect the world is to destroy it, because the one thing that's destroying it is humans. Like, do you view V kind of having that AI aspect into his V character because of him, one, not knowing who he is and embarking on this new journey and him seeing what the issue was and the problem was and going from there? So funny enough, this question actually works for the point that I was talking about, because this cycles back to what Joe was talking about for me. Uh, the thing I enjoy about V and the reason why he shouldn't be seen as a hero is because in the same sense that you're talking about an AI taking a directive so far to the point of uh, that it's almost at fault because of how far it believes in its own mission it that's where v stands so where the the government in this film is an absolute sense of order right everything is structured everything is organized everything is done to such a point that they have absolute control over the populace where v comes in and is an agent at the complete opposite end of that spectrum he is an agent of absolute chaos uh which is why i'm just like anybody that sees v as a hero i have to wonder why because i'm just like dude Homeboy was killing for what he believed in. And if, mm. like, in the same scene where he saves Evie, not too long after that, he steals her ID and goes to murder the people that tormented him as a child. I'm like, he's not a hero. Like, don't see that. He is a he is a champion for his own cause that he is almost enforcing onto the populace. Like, the idea that we are now stuck in this place of too much order and we need to find a balance by... So I'm going to strike hard in the opposite direction and bring in absolute chaos like in the middle of the night playing uh, orchestral music and destroying a full-on building uh to strike back at the government like that's chaos that that is the invitation for absolute mayhem and chaos destroying parliament entirely giving the populace a chance to reset not to swing the pendulum entirely into chaos but to bring it back from the absolute order that is currently established and that's that's where i think people need to realize he sits is that he is the uh, and I think he mentions this is that uh, there is an a, a, a for every action there is a equal and opposite reaction. He is that reaction, like he is the reaction to the government taking over, and that's that's what I don't think a lot of people realize is that he is that absolute opposition. Therefore, he shouldn't have been the one at all at the end to pull the lever. It should be left up to the people because he is just presenting this ideal. If the pendulum doesn't swing back in the opposite way, then he's failed. But his hopes through everything that he's done is that it will to answer your question do i seem as an ai i I have to disagree on the super intelligence thing i think that his level of zealotry and his own uh in his own mission in in his own drive to completely contradict everything the government stands for i think is the only thing that drives him to do everything 
that he does. So as far as reading all of like the blacklisted books, stealing, you know, blacklisted imagery, art, all that stuff, Butter. just having his little shadow gallery was literally just a, a spitting in the government's face of like, I have these things. I've acquired them because they didn't belong to these people in the first place. You know what I mean? So everything that he stands for is in direct opposition of the government. Um, and I, I think to your point, or I think what you're kind of hinting at in the sense of like the AI situation is that, yes, he, he is so in the negative, not to say negative, he's so in the opposition that he does get to a point at fault. Um, and like Joe said earlier, is like, he's not a hero. He's absolutely an anti-hero that is out to help the situation. But in the sense of like, he's doing everything wrong about it. You know what I mean? Like V isn't someone that people should look up to. You should learn from but don't look up to this person because they are wrong in their own ways, depending on your perspective. And so I feel like a lot of what he's offering is perspective through this harsh, uh, uh, through this harsh lens that he's effectively forced to keep throughout his upbringing with having been affected by the people that are now leading the government um, and like, you know, pulling down the veil of everything that they've done to wrong him and then he's kind of come up with this entire plot to screw over the government and get back at the people that caused them problem um so no i i don't think there's a level of super intelligence i don't think there's there's i don't view him as an ai i just see him as a complete opposition a complete reaction to the actions taken that helps to justify uh not only his actions but to bring a balance to the total opposites presented in this film joe do you think i i can see kind of the parallel you're trying to make there about like him being kind of taking the nuclear option um to the scenario that he's been been released upon um but i'll i'll agree with with most of what craig said i i yeah, he wants to overthrow the government and he wants the people to have a better life, but he really is primarily out for basically revenge on everyone who made him the person he is at this point. And I think sort of the the anarchy and, and government overthrow is almost a byproduct of that. So, so you guys, you guys feel like it's 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 selfishly motivated, or do you think he is getting revenge for everyone that was a part of that, or do you think he's solely like this is just V doing it for him, or do or is there is there some is there a little bit of light in which he's like you guys did this to just regular ass people, like I'm doing this for everyone, like I, he's viewing everyone that was a part of those those tests and trials. It's just like the people and he's getting revenge for them while also trying to trying to set up the, the people of the future and of now with something better as well. Or is it just selfishly just him being in his own mind? If I had to look at it, I, I think it comes back to what Joe just said is that it, it's the byproduct. Like, I think a good portion of what he was doing was selfish. It's not just for him specifically. Sure, getting a, a, a slight amount of revenge for those that he was with that died during those trials, for the people that died at Three Waters, for the patients that died at St. Mary's. Like, there's a good amount of like, oh, I'm doing this with the with those people in mind. Absolutely. Um, that's there. I don't know that I would call it a light, though, that he is doing this with them in mind, because... In the same way that the government was wrong for having committed those trials and unleashing that virus for the sake of them being able to obtain control, the same way he's killed people, the same way he is killing people, it, it like you know what I mean? The it doesn't justify it. This is that same chaos level that's just like an eye for an eye, which is absolute chaos. Because at this point, it's it's exactly what he's doing, an eye for an eye. And at that point, if we just kept things going, we know that the entire world, the entire world would just go blind. But, um. I, I, I don't think there's a light there. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I'd still say it's it's a byproduct. Like, yeah. I, I do think he, at least initial motivations were, were just for himself, revenge. Um, and I think it does kind of snowball and balloon into being better for the greater good. Um, but yeah, especially because like him taking Evie back to his shadow gallery is presumably the first like real interaction he's had with 
a, like a regular person. Yeah. yeah. So I would assume, especially up until that point, he wouldn't have recognized trying to help anyone else directly. Like he really only saves Evie because she, she helps saved him, him out of the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think before that, he wouldn't have had any, any real reason to maybe go out of his way to make sure the general populace was being taken care of. So I think looking at it, V very much uses the idea that he is giving the people back their power as like this, this almost cover, right? Like this, this, this almost level of security, like a security blanket. Like this is, this is what I'm doing it for is to give people back their power when it's really not. That is just the reason that he can spew out to people. Should anybody ever capture him and ask, you know, why are you doing this? Like, no, I'm giving people, you know, I'm giving power back. It's a huge smoke screen almost. Say again? It's almost like a huge smoke screen. Exactly. Doing his thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think to the point of of Evie coming into the picture is it almost, I want to say almost reconnects him with this level of humanity that he probably wasn't sure he had still. Um, Because we do see the scenes in the cameras and the security cameras where they're, uh, I believe the inspectors are watching him. They're just like, what are yeah. you doing? It's like, he's thinking about it. Like he's thinking, he legit walked around her body a few different times being like, you know, do I take her? Do I leave her? Do I take her? Do I leave her? And then ends up taking her. And like, that's a whole different thing in itself. Cause that, that I think brings more to the forefront that there is a level of revenge, but I'm going to connect with one of those people, with one of the people that I'm trying to help here and to see if I am actually having impact because i feel like that's what that kind of was was he wanted to know if if, am I, if i'm doing this is someone going to know why i'm doing it like i need to be able to pass on my story so that this can get dispersed out and i don't just become this this terrorist that achieves something amazing you know evie is effectively the the patient zero that is gonna push forward that ideology that he instilled in her and she's going to pass off into the uh, populace. And there's going to create that spectrum of people that, you know, completely agree, people that don't agree, and then people that sit in the center somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? She's, she's close to his end of the spectrum, but is removed from it enough that she can establish her own opinions from his ideology. And yeah, I think that was definitely a comfort blanket for him. Uh, piggybacking off of um, that scene with the inspectors that are watching the video, the even uh, Inspector Finch says it. And uh, when the other guy is, um, he's like, what, well, what is he doing? He's, he can't think like you or I. And Finch goes, no, he, there's still something human about him. Like, he's like, there's still something human about him. Um, so I, I, I really, really good, uh, really good thought process, Craig. Um, kind of going over some of my ups and downs. Um, the one down that I wrote, obviously, is the Fingerman cops still, still being the same. Um, no matter what film we watch, uh, they are always portrayed accurately. Uh, my one up, my favorite up is that, uh, when, uh, Louis Prothero was talking about when America was sending them wheat and tobacco, cause they need medical stuff in the beginning. So like, how about we dump it in the, the river and give them, and it's like, you still mad about the Boston team? This is in the future too. I'm like, bro, you still mad about the Boston? Team <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, one of my favorite scenes is the domino scene. I really, really enjoy that domino scene uh, with all the, him stacking up the dominoes um from what i've read and seen i feel like that was legit that wasn't all cgi or cgi at all um and i also my also my other favorite uh point is that evie didn't snitch that's my biggest thing she didn't snitch she sat there she took her lumps was reading that lady's story and kept it moving which in a super fucked up way like that what he did was not cool, but I think at the end of the day, Evie's thankful for it, like in a real like weird masochistic way. Like, like he he helped her accomplish what she what she wanted to accomplish. She didn't want to be scared or fear or have fear about anything. Now, granted, I we all would agree that he should have gone about it a different route, <laughs> but um, like, what he, he he did what he you know was able to accomplish was what she wanted going forward in her life. So I, you know, it, it's kind of like a half, like a thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> like you, you, 
definitely could have gone a different route, but I I did like the fact that like I guess she she really could have like straight been like yo that homie live here uh he got this that nigga, <laughs> that nigga just stole some butter um like all like all she definitely could have rat him out but I think she towards like once it kept going realized like there was something else like something great in herself to live for um one of my talking points that I want to have is specifically for you Joe Joe you went to an actual festival about this particular <laughs> thing yeah and i wanted to know uh, if you wanted to give a little insight because um i remember <laughs> talking about it and i was i was guy, curious if you wanted yeah guy fox is not like necessarily well celebrated in, in the uk in 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 but i mean that basically uh people are happy that he didn't blow up parliament um he he's not this like hero figure which is i i'm in no way a, a history buff so anyone out there listening can totally correct me um but basically you know guy fox was and his conspirators guy fox didn't even put the thing together um he was just in charge of the explosives basically they hated king james for basically his prosecution of Catholics. And so they were going to try to assassinate him. And part of that was blowing up um, the palace and that did not work out. And Guy Fawkes night is basically a celebration of the monarchy surviving from what I understand. Um, so that is kind of, I always find it funny that Guy Fox then gets kind of cannibalized into this character in as v because like it works and it doesn't like he is a, a figure uh who did have strong opinions about his government and did want to see things changed um but he lost and so it's it's just a really funny visage to take up as as sort of this every man's hero for the populace and yeah it's it's interesting it's definitely one of those things that like over in America is viewed differently than it is like to the rest of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, cool. I would, we, well, not we, well, I guess we, but I would not have known that had you not taken that trip to, you went to, went to uh, somewhere in Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. Right. Right. I don't know. I was about to say Ireland, but I knew, I knew it wasn't that, um, but like that stuff that like we don't know like it's like completely like yeah we know like in different countries especially like when it comes to like england like different things like mean different stuff like you know, a scone is a biscuit a biscuit is a cookie like different things like that like but like to like something that we like is redeemed as like a, a like a figure like oh this is a figure of like you know power and of like overtaking this and it's like nah bro we wasn't messing with him <laughs> no, like, nah, nah, he he could not sit at our lunch table <laughs> so we, we was not rocking with them um, there is a there's a pretty good hbo uh mini series with kit harrington uh gunpowder covers yeah. yeah so if anyone's interested check it out check that out check that out definitely um Oh, oh, my, my last, uh, my last up was, uh, the poetic viewing of the firing squad. It was kind of like, you kept telling Evie, like, oh, like if you don't turn him in, like you're going to be put behind this and a firing squad's going to shoot you to death. And uh, in reality, that's ended up how V ended up dying. But I thought was like, really like, I, I was like, I, I didn't pick up on that until like, you know, as I was an adult, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. My other talking point is kind of like a fun one. Um, if I was V and I kidnapped you, <laughs> would you stay for the whole year or would you try to escape? <laughs> I would leave. <laughs> Just like, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> with, with like access to everything in the shadow gallery. You are you are you leaving? Uh, like, there's some good shit down there. I'm not gonna lie, but like on principle, like I'd be pretty <laughs> fucking mad. I'd be like, "Are you serious? Like, I got other shit I could be doing." And 
I know it's like a totalitarian regime out there, man, but like, fuck, the fact that you made the choice for me is what would I think drive me insane more than anything else. Just That's straight fair. principle. But That's but fair. no, I after I saw some of the some of the the books and movies and whatnot down there, I I'd at least hang out for a little bit. Okay. I got a couple weeks with Joe. What about you, Craig? <laughs> oh goodness. Um I see and this is one of the things that actually cracks me up about the film too is uh the length that V went to to kind of convert Evie uh into the thing that she wanted, you know, to to, to live without fear, to not have that fear anymore. Uh it's a huge manipulation. Uh, which isn't really talked about. Like it, it, it is a huge manipulation. Firstly, he saves her. She considers him crazy, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I am crazy." Uh, easy enough. And then after everything, she like loosely falls in love with her captor. That has then, from the beginning of the film, has been just drilling into her mind his ideals. Right? He's indoctrinating her the entire time. Yeah, exactly. So if if that's what you're attempting to do to me, I can tell you right now. I'm gone, dude. Like, listen, I will listen to your crackpot theories. We can talk about them for, like, a few weeks, maybe. But as soon as I realize that, one, you're not ever going to bend, because let's be honest, V was never going to change his mind on anything that he believed in. That was a fixed lens that wasn't going anywhere. And that's that's partially just me at a personality standpoint, is that I have no problem talking about different perspectives and how things can be seen from different angles. But if you're not willing to hear those things out and talk at length about them then we have nothing to talk about in which case i'm sorry i'm not letting you indoctrinate me with your crazy bullshit i'm out so adios like i i see what you're talking about and i see why your point of view makes sense but we're talking about the difference between one extreme and another where you're not allowing any wiggle room for that middle ground so without the middle ground i'm sorry i'm out like that's that's it i'm out <laughs> like fuck everything like i don't the art cool take a quick look around it'd be like you know it's <laughs> nice to see some of those pieces in real life absolutely um black and white films that are blacklisted probably give a quick watch over those maybe snag a book or two i'm probably not going to sit and read them in front of you uh and then i'm out so i definitely definitely thought craig was going to stay longer um why i thought i thought because i thought joe would be out day one just like he'd wake up <laughs> Like you did what? Fuck this! I'm gone and just like and would leave. But the fact that Joe's like, no, nah, actually, I, w- I would stay a bit. Actually, warms my heart. So um, <laughs> the the fact that you would leave first, Craig, is a little disappointing. So well, yeah, because um, I don't feel like the conversation would go anywhere. Like V is like talking to V would be like talking to a wall. But this, I said if I if I was V, not just V. Yeah. But if v. you were V, then you would have the same ideals, ideology, yeah, just, and thinking process. In which I, case, I would... it's talking to a brick wall, and I'm I'm not for it. Okay, well, <sighs> at least I got you. He really said so. talking to you is like talking to a brick he wall. He did, he did, he definitely talking said that. to CJ I... as oh, no, V no. is like talking to a brick it's, wall. It's, it's cool, it's cool. Um, it, it's fine. It's it's probably fine. Oh, uh, you know I'll I love you, CJ. Shut up. I'll, I'll bask in that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> onto a serious talking point. Um, was that, uh, when I was writing this down, I was I was very curious how you guys would answer this question. Do you consider what V was doing as actual terrorism? Yes, I guess technically. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess technically he's like actively blowing shit up. That's that's a pretty textbook terrorist move and killing people for yeah. his ideals. Um, book yeah, terrorism. he just happens to be a terrorist <laughs> that you can identify with. And yeah. <laughs> Good God. Just because we just because we somewhat agree with him doesn't make him any less of a terrorist. Like he's still that's a terrorist. Hilarious. Oh, that's <laughs> as much of a terrorist because i agree with no no, no it's still no it's still it wrong still terrorism. <laughs> no like, it, it is but it, i always thought that that was um that was always something when i was younger when watching it i didn't understand why they kept calling him a terrorist in the midst of him not necessarily terrorizing everyone like he's terrorizing a particular group which just happens to be the government and i guess 
my ideals and mindset about the government back then were not great, which is why I was like, why the fuck they keep calling them that? Um, I mean, that's, you... that's kind of, sorry, not to cut you off, but no, no, like, that's part of, part of what I was, my issue with him being painted as a more heroic figure, exactly like you're saying, like, depending on, you know, where you're at in your life or how old you are or whatever, as an audience viewing this movie, it's pretty easy to be like, why are they calling B a terrorist? He's clearly the good guy. And, you know, it's, it's obviously we just all agreed he's a terrorist, but seeing that more level of ambiguity on screen, I think would have helped, but I digress. There's, there's definitely a lot of things that were left out of the graphic novel that would have had, had been put in this film would have definitely changed. I think how the three of us viewed it. Uh, One of the things that I knew that, wasn't really added was how the people of the the group like and um the the, all the the guys that chancellor sutler was talking to when he was the big face or whatever which by the way fun another fun fact he only blinks once throughout that whole time when he's on the big screen once is that all those guys after they leave there like they go back to like their families like they have kids like they they are like normal people in like the neighborhood type that like they have like that more human aspect to him like even creedy wasn't as creedy as he was <laughs> in the in the graphic novel and i think uh, one of the, the the notes that i i remember reading was that them by them not doing that it makes them kind of like this like cult group of these like senseless men that just want to just be in control and that's really not who they were and it kind of changes like how you view like what V is doing or kind of like how you kind of view certain groups today where it's like you could be like this really like harsh, like negative and like racist or bigoted person. But then like outside of like you getting off of Twitter, you are going to your kid and coaching baseball. You know what I'm saying? It's like that that realm of like how you are two completely different people from where you are at work to where you are like in your normal day. And it was kind of the, the graphic novel was showing like, these are just like everyday people that could just be around you that are doing like these horrendous and terrible things. And I kind of wish that they would be putting it. And I will say my, my, my other negative thing of actually about the film is (laughs) this is going to sound very contradicting. Um, I feel like it was 10 minutes too long. I feel like after the the scene where Evie gets out of the torture stuff, it drags a bit, and it's kind of like you're kind of just sitting around a little bit, like figuring out, and like it's it's the the parts where um, he goes as uh, William uh, Rookwood, and they then they find out that he wasn't really real, and then it's like that's all like all of that. I feel like could be condensed. And just kind of get to like November the fifth a little bit quicker, because uh, you already see the shift of Creedy not messing um, with uh, Chancellor Sutler and vice versa, and their dynamic becoming like rough. And I always thought it, I always find it hilarious that like the closer they get, they're like, "Sir, um, you know, we're not really talking about it." But if, like, <laughs> if he actually says he won't, I I know, <laughs> I know. But if he did, <laughs> I always, I always, that part always gets me. <laughs> like Chancellor Sutler's like, like to his core, like it ain't gonna happen <laughs> because I said it's not gonna happen. He's like, bro, that ain't how it wrote, bro. Because even even tagging our ass all year, dog, we we are not prepared. <laughs> and it's 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 like you brought up earlier with uh, Inspector Finch kind of being like that kind of in that Eevee mode of like not being completely like a part of the group, but understanding why the group feels the way that it is, is also him being the outcast in that group of guys. Cause Chancellor Sutler's always like on his ass. Like, I don't want to hear your input. They're irrelevant. And he told them, he's like, yo, there's a chance he might be sending the train through this bitch. And they was like, bro, I didn't shut down all the train stuff. Shut up. You don't know what the <laughs> hell you talking about. He was like, bro, well, what makes you think that? Well, I got a hunch. Nigga, Yo, hunches don't mean nothing. <laughs> it's like, oh man, like, and he was—he was right though. 
He knew. Yeah. Like, it was, it was kind of like, bro, like, it, like y'all should have listened to him. Like, all y'all would be <laughs> not where you at today. So, I, like I said, this is, this was definitely, when I first saw it, this was one of my favorite films. I dove in a little bit too hot. Like, I was, when I was a kid, it, super, like, anti-government. I bought a mask and I was wearing it all the time. And, I, you know, I grew up a little bit, little bit. Um, but it was always just something. And, like, what also makes it my favorite film is just, like you said, like, the casting and the acting. And just, like, the being necessarily a character you don't like, but I feel like the character choices and the the dialogue that they chose for him i feel as an actor is just amazing like i was literally quoting the whole movie when i was doing it and writing my notes like it was really pissing <laughs> melissa off but that's just me <laughs> so i'm glad that like in a realmish way we all agree that this has some good points to it and also has some bad points to it but like overall it wasn't a terrible watch so that i enjoy i we, we you know I I love this film. So any any other notes real you guys want to want to throw in? Yeah, uh real quick, I I got to say I almost disagree with you on the taking up 10 minutes. Um only because that that length of time where we go through the whole Rookwood situation uh into watching the manipulate Creedy against Sutler because that's pretty much all that that was a setup for and I think mm-hmm. that once again speaks to the character that v is so i think without those 10 minutes we still almost want to keep him in this slightly heroic air but watching him manipulate the cops into watching creedy to then use that information against creedy to turn a switch in his mind that sutler is gonna flip on him like that was basically him planting a seed of mutiny there which worked out perfectly in the end, because it's what allowed Creedy to then use his men to bring Sutler out of his hiding place. Because, I mean, if you think about it, without that, there's no way V was ever going to find Sutler. Like, it, just, it wasn't happening. It really wasn't happening. Uh, so, in that little chess game that he played with manipulating people into the proper places, I think without that, uh, the, the, the if anything, that probably would speak to the level of intelligence that V has in this game that he's playing where he's able to just use these um use the information he has about these people and the way that they think and their personalities to kind of move them through this game piece by piece to the point that he ends up exactly where he wanted them wanted them to be uh at the end of the film um so i i do disagree on that point i think that those 10 minutes while it is slower if you're not really paying attention to what's happening there it just it feels like nothing so yeah I, I was more just bringing up that like it, it drags a bit and yeah it, if if the dragging gets fixed and the timing of the film doesn't it doesn't matter it's fine it was just it 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 hits like it's, it's always just that same that same like it's like that same bump in the road like you're like mm. like something something needs to something needs to to, to to not necessarily spice it up but just kind of like jazz it up a bit but yeah i you I'm I'm not disagreeing with your disagreement, but yes. And then uh, the last thing I want to say is, yeah, no, the inspector is probably my favorite character in this entire film because he is a he probably re- he remains the most neutral yeah. uh, throughout this entire film. Like he is only after the truth, regardless of the the insane ideals of uh, the chancellor and regardless of the insane acts of the terrorist he's out for the truth and once he starts picking at certain threads it becomes about discovering the absolute truth and to a point that he's absolutely breaking rules and doing legal shit to get answers and then at the end realizes that yeah no i i have to let this greater evil happen so that another evil that had already passed gets rectified and we land where we land from there but it's it's such an interesting point for me, but he, he's definitely my favorite character just because of how neutral he remains throughout the whole thing uh, while still keeping himself on task. So, he's, I mean, yeah, Evie's great. V is cool. The Chancellor's an asshole, but the Inspector, <laughs> the Inspector is, is that guy. He's the one that you should be paying attention to throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Also, like, Creedy, like, that scene, that scene with Creedy after... Um... Is it after? I think it's after the priest dies. Which my favorite line in the film is the priest yelling, "Please have mercy!" And V's like, "Not tonight, Bishop. Not tonight." <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. But 
they're like they're all congregated meeting about the priest being dead and like Creedy's like trying like trying to shed light on like Finch for like maybe being a rat. It's like Finch is like, What are you trying to say? And out of the blue, Creedy goes, Your mother was Irish, wasn't she? And Finch is like, I've been a party member for twenty seven years. What the fuck are you trying to say? And like that yeah. like like to show like the depths of like how little they think of just not just the outside people, but even the people within the party, like, yo, your mom being Irish, we not fucking with you. Like, yo, like what? Like that was crazy to me. That was absolutely insane. Um but yeah, that, that whole scene is insane, actually. So any anything you want to add, my brother Joe? Oh, if anything, this is a testament that you should occasionally revisit films you don't know necessarily think you like. Because I definitely had a better viewing experience this time than the last time I've watched it. Agreed. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Joe as a believer. We've done it. <laughs> Add some hand claps after that. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, well then I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh we hope you take some away from it. And feel free to reach out to us. Uh definitely hit us up on Twitter, our Instagram, same handles, Hot Boy Film Club, or you want to email us something, uh give us some of your V story or how you feel about V at hotboyfilmclub at gmail.com. You know, definitely we want to start some dialogue. Let us know what you think about the film and how you feel about certain things, or let us know if you have a V mask. Send us a picture. You want it? You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> we'll definitely enjoy that. And next week, uh, Craig will be hosting, and his film is Whiplash. So we will see you guys then. Everyone have a wonderful day, and again, thank you for joining.